All right, we want to welcome you to Kingdom Talks, and today I'm excited. I have Ron Hart and Chris Hurst with me. They're both from the Santa Cruz area, and it's going to be an exciting time to talk about unity and what God is doing, and so I'm really excited about that. So I just want to encourage you, wherever you're at, to begin sharing um, on the different platforms. We're on Facebook, uh, Periscope, and on YouTube. And we just want to get the word out there because we've got some good news to share today. And so Kingdom Talks is all about um, connection and uh, how we shift into the next age that a father is orchestrating all over the earth. And so anyway, let's just go ahead and launch in. Um, Ron, you want to share a little bit what's going on in your area? Okay. Uh Ron Hart, and then my background, that's Capitola, California. That's where I live. I love it. So blessed. But uh, Unity's been what God has just been revealing, and it's been neat working with Gil and Medina. I've known, known Gil for five or six years. We've worked on in Marketplace before. And then uh, as we work over to Chris, who says Ron Hart, but we came on the same link. That's I'm not really... <laughs> A dual personality <laughs> as, as, as Chris, but Chris and I are intercessors in the Santa Cruz area, and God is opening up some big doors. We'll share today about how uh, multiple churches are working together. So uh, I'll just flip it over to you, Chris, and give a little hi and a little background bio, and welcome. <laughs> Great. Um, my name is Chris Hurst, and I live in Scotts Valley, California, which is just a little ways from uh, Santa Cruz. And I have a call for governmental intercession and for upholding the leaders. Um, both Ron and I have implemented the uh, the training that Gil and Adina did on the uh, intercessory covering for leadership uh, in our areas so we are seeing great fruit uh, we are in coverage right now and the the leaders being covered have said that they are um, noticing a big shift in what's coming at them and what's being blessed by them um, the other part I, I would add is that we are going after the three plumb lines of the cross of Christ uh, love, respect, and honor, and ask the Father, and that has been a grounding um, point to come together in unity. That's awesome. You know what I what I appreciate about the the two of you and the roles that God has you in right now is as intercessors, and um, you know you both have leadership you know roles as well. But um, I, I would be interested in hearing just a perspective because I know sometimes intercessors feel um, kind of left out or pushed to the side or, you know, they, they see things but not maybe able to influence things the way they'd like to see. Um, how have you guys walked that out with the three plumb lines and what does that look like to you guys? I'll jump in. There's just a lot of unity because uh, I'm on both the point and gathering by the bay with their pastors and they say that's the best time of the week is when we get together and wow. we you know we go to the lord and and we bring up and one thing we learned in the strategic intercession model is as a 
intercessors, our God, our job to tell what we're seeing in the heavenlies or what God's saying, but it's not our job to convince the pastors to go in any certain direction. We just say, here's what we're hearing, and then they take it. So we're, to me, I'm just really excited about the unity that we're having in that. And then I know all, all the three pastors that we've been working with, and now we have a fourth pastor that's coming in and we're working together. So now we have four churches, completely different personalities and wow. different uh, uh, strengths, but we're working together for the Church of Santa Cruz. That is so awesome. Did you have anything you want to share along that line, Chris? Uh, yes, I would say um, the attitude of the leadership makes a huge difference. So when you value something, uh, it gets and becomes a priority. And the truth is that um, God wants us to call into being that which isn't. And so one of the things we've enjoyed doing as a leadership and one of the the intercessory groups is we spend a lot of time listening. We make room for the Ask the Father and the um, being part of a church plant in our region, we're needing God's best ideas. We know that he's doing a new thing. And so to bring in old wine, old wine skin would be very easy, but we are not going in that direction. <laughs> and so if it's really new, we need a revelation. Yeah. And so that gives us a place of whiteboarding. We do a lot of whiteboarding in our intercessory groups. And because of the value of the leadership, not just to know that it's a covering model, but it's a revelatory um, outpouring of what God wants us to do in our area, uh, that helps tremendously. So I feel very honored by the leaders uh, that awesome. I'm working with. That is so good. And I, you know, um, I, I wish that was true of, of all the churches across America, but sadly it's not. And I, I know that um, many people can be feeling stuck, like, you know, what can I do? Um, besides the unity issue, what other attributes do you think has helped you to make this shift to four congregations to come together um, and work together in the region. And that is so astounding. Um, you know, is that just purely what God is doing? Or do you see some specific things that are needed? Mind shifts, uh, whatever. I think it's been a fairly natural transition. I mean, we have people that flow between the three churches, depending on what events are going on. Mm -hmm. And there's a complete freedom to do that. But, you know, each church does have its own personality mm -hmm. and uh, we have the, the fourth church that has just come in uh, it, it's called Christian Life Center it's, a, it's an assemblies background but they have a new pastor Jeremy Anderson who was the college Chi Alpha leader and he was called to, the, to be a pastor he says I'm not a pastor I'm a missionary mm -hmm. so, so some of the other leaders says that's okay we're, we're here to walk that journey and, and we will bring our gifts of pastorate into the congregation. And we've even had com conversations like people will go, well, why are we building their church? Or what about our <laughs> church? And we're just saying, this is God's church, Christ's church. So there's a great unity. And, you know, like any relationships, we don't 
at love, honor, and respect, that doesn't mean that we're all the same and yeah. we're bringing something different. So I, I think it's been very positive and it's God that's orchestrating. That's so beautiful. So mm -hmm. beautiful. Mm -hmm. Do you have anything yeah. to add, Chris? So good. Yeah, I would say um, <laughs> I think what is makes it easy to unify is that we have a God-sized dream. And we know none of us can do it alone. And so there's a, a strong understanding that we each have lanes that we're in and that we're to shine in our lanes and do it the best that we can. Uh, within our lanes, there's plenty to do. And then the other thing is, I just think of Psalm 133, where it says um, how beautiful it is for brothers to live together in unity and harmony. Um, and it really is a, um, I think it's an anointing. It's a um, manifestation of the presence of God that uh, these leaders can come together and they honor and respect. There's humility in it. And then there is a um, deferring to one another in love, listening well. And I would say a unspoken, right now it's unspoken, but to live an offense-free life. Mm -hmm. So not letting any little foxes in the vineyard come in that would create division. I think there's an awareness in our groups of leaders that we are at war. Yeah. And we feel like we're in a confederate confederation, an alliance with one another against a um, an enemy. And so when you're you're in alliance, um, you know we need each other. So yes. there's a determined linking arms. There's a discipline. There's a love. Um, there's a humility. Um, all of those things. And to be honest, the leaders that we work with. The various leaders they are really differently gifted hmm. so there's a an awe respect and appreciation for what is being carried almost a relief thank <laughs> yes. god you brought in reinforcements <laughs> how were we supposed to do this and so appreciating the the what each person brings to the table has been wonderful that is so I just wanna, what, yeah. you, what you said about we have a, a greater vision. That's what we're working together. And I would like to kind of press into that. I mean, Adina was, and I were talking a little bit earlier, and I'll, I'll just share where I'm coming from. And I say, I have no answers. I just have a lot of questions. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm 73 years old. Uh, I was saved at six. And, you know, so I, I have a lot of training. And sometimes I think, uh, I don't think I was trained in the right direction. So it's not either or. And like we've talked about living under the tree of knowledge, you know, good and evil, good and bad, right and wrong. Mm -hmm. But it's all about relationships. So coming back to that, but I met uh, uh, a pastor in Washington, D.C. We did a, a marketplace uh, summit in, in March. And he wrote a book, The Divided Gospel. And it's about the gospel of salvation or the gospel of the kingdom what are we actually taught and this guy just rocking my my <laughs> theology completely he says well the, the gospel of salvation is about me and getting my ticket to heaven and the gospel about the kingdom is being a ambassador of the kingdom and being in every part of culture and transforming it mm -hmm. you know so i've been going through lots of questions of uh, well 
am I supposed to just get a bunch of notches? Yes, I did the four spiritual laws and I said yes. Or am I supposed to bring people to the Lord in relationship and say, mm -hmm. do you know that the God that created you wants to be in relationship to you? So that whole perspective model, that's where we are in Santa Cruz right now. We want to transform Santa Cruz to be a kingdom colony and operating out of kingdom principles. So that's kind of a, a switch of paradigms. And uh, even for uh, Americans, we do not cons we don't we don't grasp the concept of kingdom and a king. Yeah, because we're rugged individualists and we're in a democracy. So we don't we we have no idea what a kingdom is in the many things. So, but God's calling us to when we say believe to be salvation versus believe in the kingdom, uh, the all in is a lot different other than saying, yeah, I believe you're my, my Lord and Savior versus I give it all to you, Lord. Yes. Everything I have is yours. So send me where you want to send me. So yeah. that's one of the questions I have. So I just throw that in to kick off the conversation. No, oh, that's, that's so good. And it, and it is true, you know, as Chris was talking about as one pastor cannot lead a congregation and win a city and and so you know god divinely designed it that it it has to take you know the church of that city to work together to stand up and and to be uh christ in that city and to walk that out and so i i think when pastors can really grasp that can get outside of you know jealousy and uh the silo mentality um you know we can see a lot more movement so, do you have anything you want to say on that, Chris? Uh, well, I've got lots to say on the kingdom. <laughs> but, Go ahead, yeah. I mean, that, that's what gets us all lit up, isn't it? I mean, um, it, it is a challenge to um, help other believers reform their thinking, but it's uh, also a... Um, this is an essential piece, I think, for bringing what God wants to bring into our region. And uh, so I, I love being able to reform and um, it's really creating the, the narrative, what has been Jesus's narrative all along, but helping people to take hold of that, uh, the, the entire culture mm -hmm. is being changed, that we're changing an atmosphere, we're changing the weather, we're changing, you know, the weather pattern over the city and <laughs> in the spiritual climate is what I mean by yeah, that. Yeah. And we're also um, manifesting things. We're not just talking a language that's spiritual. We're expecting to see a change in how things are being presented, how, how it's lived out, a manifestation of the kingdom. Yeah. So um, we're... I think part of the conversation is let's get it out of spiritual language alone mm -hmm. and really talk about what does it mean to see the kingdom come in our culture. Mm -hmm. So That is so good. So good. Um, what, what are some of the results that you've seen of the unity of coming together and have you seen shifts um, you know, in the atmosphere of your city or changes in your city that you attribute to this unity? Chris, why don't you hit the healing rooms a little bit, because that's a big unified mm -hmm. movement. Yeah, thanks so much. Um, 
We uh, have a uh, healing rooms of Santa Cruz County, which is associated through um, Cal Pierce's International Healing Rooms up in uh, Washington. And when we rebirthed the healing rooms uh, about three years ago and the leadership there realized um, right away that we needed to get all y'all involved, <laughs> which meant that it was a countywide, regional-wide invitation, uh, not just one or two churches. Mm -hmm. And so the training and the concept went out um, as a way to manifest the kingdom here. And for the past three years, we've been training people. We, um, we have a very vibrant healing room that has over 11 different uh, churches represented, and they're all from different streams. Hmm. Uh, there's a real sense that the gospel of the kingdom in all streams, God wants to manifest healing. Uh, and so that has unified, um, I think, the Church of Santa Cruz, the Big C Church of Santa Cruz, mm -hmm. by seeing a manifestation every, every time we meet together as a healing rooms we see uh, hearts healed, we see active deliverances, we see people going home uh, with, um, without things that they came with, without pain, without, um, without the infirmities. So we're seeing a lot of uh, physical manifestations as well as heart healing and spirit healing in our healing rooms. That is awesome. Now, does the community, um, is that open to the whole community? So you have um, non-church people coming in as well, or is it mostly church people coming for healing? Yeah. No, it's totally open. It's uh, the way we do it, you know, we're all about getting outside the four walls. So one of the visions that God gave the leadership, so we started with a blank slate. God, how do you want to build this thing? Mm -hmm. Rather than let's do this thing and we'll <laughs> model it like, Yes, whatever our yes. best ideas so one of the things he said is he said he wanted it not in a church hmm. and so we have it in a senior community center and as a result of that um, you know the signs out on the street healing rooms when we're in session mm -hmm. and we get people off the street uh, we have a, a van available so we can go into the community and pull people um, who can't get there on their own also. So um, I would say most of, we have a website so people can go to that. We have people from way outside the area who come hmm. uh, for the opportunity to get prayed for. And then the testimonies <laughs> get people lit up and we put uh, the healing testimonies on our website, which obviously raises faith and um, it does give people a chance. We don't want people to leave without hearing the, the gospel. Who is this king that's just, free, who's giving you your healing? So it's a great place uh, where they'll both be, uh, have an opportunity to meet Jesus and obviously um, have an experience with the Holy Spirit. So we do our healing room sessions in encounters. Awesome. So we're, um, we, we ask the Father, what do you want? What do you mm -hmm. want for this person? And because we've all been trained the same throughout all the streams, that's just the normal culture of our healing room. That's awesome. And I, I love that because it's about encounter with Jesus. It's not about a, a formula or, you know, anything else. It's about what's going on in the spirit. So that's very cool. 
and some other things that are going on for Unity is uh, since we're a beach community uh, last summer and we're preparing to do it again this summer is uh, they're setting up uh, a hut on the beach at the Santa Cruz Boardwalk and they're offer offering henna tattoos and uh, prophetic words and and some sometimes they accept the Lord and get baptized right there in the beach but that's again <laughs> multiple churches are working together with that hmm. and Erin uh, who's one of the girls that works on that she just taught a, a teaching last week that had multiple churches coming to it on how to share your your faith and at the end they went out and they said they made 75 contacts just in the community around the church where they had the training so there's wow. lots of unity going on and God's saying we're not spectators we need to be involved in, in bringing the kingdom so lots of good stuff that is so cool I, I love to hear that uh, what else is on your heart for city movements because it, it sounds like you guys have a real burden for your region and for what God is moving in the city go ahead Chris well one of the things we're doing is we found um, we found a model that we think um, is expressing the kingdom on earth in a very uh, vibrant way in South Africa hmm. uh, called Live Village. Hmm. And uh, we are going to take a trip there. God has said, I want you to go there. I want you to get an impartation from um, this group. I want you to pay attention. I want you to bring it back and I want you to um, use this as a launch pad for bringing the gospel um, in a manifestation into the full community. Hmm. And Live Village in South Africa uh, basically started with a group of, um, of orphans hmm. uh, in a very poor area of South Africa. And it was a simple vision of a couple that uh, pressed into the heart of God, the compassion of the Father, and thought, what can two people do? What can a couple do? And in the last four years, they have, uh, they have homes for group homes with mothers um, and fathers over the group homes for the orphans. They have agriculture. Uh, they have people working from the village to help in some of the projects that they have going on. They have a medical clinic, they have a school, and they are such um, a vibrant example of kingdom on earth that uh, the UN has used them as a, um, a model. Wow. They said, we want you to teach us how to do <laughs> this thing. And so the United Nations has recognized that this faith-based com community that is using the Holy Spirit-led um, uh, modeling and being uh, figuring out how do we do this thing for this place in Africa. Uh, they're using it as an international model for how it might happen in other places. So that's one of the ways that we're trying to, to find out who's already doing this really well, yes. not to necessarily reinvent the wheel, but to get a real impartation and then to bring it to Santa Cruz to uh, allow God to say, what is our expression of this hmm. here in our town? Yeah. It's good. I think you're hitting on a big key there is 
collaboration, and I think God's really pouring that out, is uh, in our DC conference, we had uh, 350 leaders from all over the world, and they said, what has been the biggest limiting factor for us really progressing? And he said, working together and communicating. And uh, one of the guys that I met afterwards, uh, Peter Greer, wrote a book. It's called Rooting for Rivals. And hmm. The whole theme is we have no rivals. We're all on the same family. And and he was just talking about nonprofits. And, and one nonprofit, uh, Compassion International, said to him with Hope International, come on over. You can have anything in my HR, my, my manuals, my training. It, it's yours. Yeah. And like we said, breaking down the silos, we're all on the same group, and that's been the biggest inhibitor for the kingdom really growing, because we're all starting on ground floor and building our own little thing, when somebody else is already up here on the fifth floor, and he can tell us what to do and what not to do. So we need <laughs> to engage in that. So we're working through that process, and, and Gil and Adina will come up with us in, in, at the end of the month, the Hub Nation, and their main project is a software platform that was first created for the UN, hmm. but the whole reason for it is to connect and uh, even monetize kingdom projects. For hmm. instance, it's, he calls it it's like a Christian e-harmony for, for, for the marketplace. You put in a profile of your business, your call, where you want to work, other people can find you, let's say it's it's trafficking or mm -hmm. something like that. So you can find other people that are doing that and have set up programs and find out where the pitfalls are, what to stay away from. And then at the same time, Christian investors can come in here instead of going out and trying to ask people to donate, they can say, oh, I have a heart for trafficking. So they can find out all the people doing trafficking and start communicating. And again, we come back to relationships. The, way, the reason South mm -hmm. Africa works is it's about relationships. It's yes. not just pouring money mm -hmm. into something. Mm -hmm. yeah. you know, so uniting the body of Christ and collaborating is, is a theme that we just keep carrying everywhere. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I so love that. And, and what I uh, love about the two of you is that you have um, been, you know, on this journey in the heavenly realm stuff which you know is kind of a fairly small niche and a lot of people who do that pull away from you know their local church or their local body or you know involvement in the community because now they're doing stuff in the heavenly realms um but i i, I believe really believe and we believe that they're meant you know to uh walk in connection and so i don't know you guys share a little bit about your journey um you know how the heavenly experiences are helping you release it in the earth and um, just any insights into that transition for you guys yeah well that's a great question chris, yeah. chris and myself and gil and Adina, we started a group probably a year ago and then i started a, a local group probably four months ago and the, the key thing, I'm a, I, was, I was a teacher, so the main thing is, well, how do we teach this material? And it's just the opposite. It's how do we be in relationship yes. and grow together? Yes. 
and it's been really neat to, in my other group that uh, has people that have they had no what do you call it uh, experience in the heavenly stuff and some of them had some real issues well how about this how about that <laughs> but we've come back to the three plumb lines mm -hmm. and now we're saying well I can see that a little bit or you know we, we even work on terminology you know mm -hmm. just like going into the heavies and one guy said, I can't do that. And I says, well, I hear you all the time. You're, you're sitting on the bench talking to Jesus. And he goes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we, we're working on the right words and, and, and working through that. But it's just, to me, I would have to admit and confess that I've been a regular, rugged individualist. I'll do it myself. I'll figure it out. I'll make it work. And finding out that relationships and working mm -hmm. together is the way to do things. So good. What about you, Chris? Yeah, um, I'm doing a, a study right now on intercession, and the word in Hebrew is pagah, and one of the meanings for pagah is a meeting place. And so uh, I love that the um, the heavenly realm experiences give a meeting place for people coming in and God, I mean, basically we're creating a, a meeting place. So one of the places in intercession, we, we do encounters, um, we just do them so organically um, that, you know, that they're, um, they're not, you know, you might not formally call them going up into the heavenlies, mm -hmm. but we're in the heavenlies, we're looking and we're, we're asking God for what do we need to pray for. Yeah. So I unify with quite a few uh, intercessors in our area that are not necessarily part of uh, my, my uh, local church. Mm -hmm. And what unifies us is that uh, we're asking the Father a lot about how do you see so-and-so. So unity, when we're praying for, we know that, we know we've heard the word. So the word goes out the rhema word, I want my church unified in Santa Cruz. So we all, all the intercessors, all the, all the leaders actually, mm -hmm. who are part of that know, okay, that's what the intercessors are hearing. That's what the, the prophetic words that are coming forth from various um, gatherings are saying. And so we're asking, what does the strategy look like? And one of the strategies is God, we need to see from your perspective, how the various pastors in the region, many of whom are not in our stream, um, what will be the heart connection? How do you see them? How do we honor them? How do we appreciate them? How do we use language that they can come into what you want to do in Santa Cruz um, without feeling like they're doing our thing, but yeah. that we're all doing a kingdom thing? And so in order to get any sort of wisdom, words of wisdom, we have to operate in the heavenlies. That's right. So uh, from the intercessory point of view, it, it really, uh, we are, we're in prayer together. We're, we're looking, we're asking the Father, we're asking the Holy Spirit, we're um, asking each other, what do you see? What are you hearing? What is the Father saying? And then we're getting words and we're going after them like, through intercessors we, we take those words and we are you said god we stick them in his 
face in a loving way and said, this is what we heard from you. And we're going to stand in faith on it. We're going to call forth those leaders who don't even know they're part of us as part of us. Um, We're going to say, you're part of this kingdom rally that we're doing. And so that's, um, that's part of it is being able to go into the heavenlies and see what God is seeing for people that don't even know they're part of what he wants to do. Yes. Well, and that's so good. And I, you know, what you both have mentioned about language, um, you know, because we, if we come in and we use all, you know, ascension type of language, we can freak people out. But, you know, like you said, intercessors have been doing this for years, or many people have been doing it for years, and just not, you know, maybe realizing, or to me, it's, it's just one more step, you know, that Father is leading more and more of us into in this season is, um, instead of seeing the distance heaven's way up there and we're down here and we got to shout really loud to god but it's like we're invited in you know Mm -hmm. that the kingdom of heaven is here it's now um, that we can step in and see what father's doing just as jesus did and that that we can work on our language so that we can be bridge builders instead of you know separators Mm -hmm. so that's awesome Yeah. Another way that we use it, we have what's called a land cleansing team here in Santa Cruz. Um, uh, It's a wild group from all different (laughs) um, uh, churches that come together and we've received some assignments from the Lord that he wants us to do a typical um, land cleansing where we're we're taking the things the enemy has used to try to um, uh, counterfeit or defile what what he wants for our region so we have some key places we've gone god gave it to us and so we're doing the ascensions on the land wow so we'll go on site there'll be maybe 12 13 of us we've already heard from the father where do you want us to go mm-hmm. we're not quite sure what we're going to do once we get there but we know that we need to listen yeah so uh, there's no presumptiveness so we've got to go in the heavens we've yeah. got to hear the father's voice on what are we supposed to do now here we all are so we come together and we say where are we supposed to go on this land what is it that you want to clear off of it what are the sins what are the lies what are the the defiling things what is keeping the kingdom from heaven coming to this place um and then uh so we write those down and uh, we get the strategy. It's not always identificational repentance. We'll then say, okay, now what do we do with this? Yeah. So we'll get the strategy. Um, sometimes we'll go off in twos and threes. Sometimes we'll do it as a group of 10 to 12, but we're doing it together, hearing the Father, um, noticing what he's saying and um, writing it down. And then uh, after we take care of this, use the strategy he gives, we say, what is it you want us to replace on the land? What is the Mm -hmm. blessing that we uh, release? What will bring the kingdom? What is your original design? And we keep those, and those are the decrees that we send out to the intercessors all over the county instead, and say, basically, this is what we heard the Lord say about this place. Will you partner with us? I love that that creates unity when it's not just an isolated group, but you're communicating with the rest of the body and, you know, so they can participate in. That's awesome. Now, does uh, your... Sorry, on background of that. The, yeah. Before we move on, is we have a, a, a good friend that had a vision almost 10 years ago of, of superimposing 
Jerusalem over our area. Hmm. Yeah, naming gates, the fish gate, Capitola, you know, this kind of stuff. And he had a vision that uh, intercessors would go around those gates. Hmm. And we did that this year. We had 13 people. And we went to four different places in our county and did what Chris just said. We, we, we put stakes in the ground and we proclamations. And, and it was just, to me, so neat how God orchestrated it. The first place we went to was Santa Cruz at the bell tower. And as we're driving up, the bells were ringing. Wow. And then there was a parking place mm-hmm. right there with time on the meter. <laughs> 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 yeah, it was so, so cool. But, you know, just going as a group, we had a van and I think we had up to 13, but sometimes some people would come from one city and, and get off and that. But we just went from Santa Cruz to the marina on the beach to Salinas, and we ended up at the, the mission at San Juan Batista. So hmm. we made a whole circle around our county, wow. just opening wow. the gates for the kingdom to come in. Hmm. That is so awesome. Yeah. Now, are your groups open to working with the angels, or is that a, a stretch for them? Oh, I would say that those are some of our um, greatest assets. Good. No, those are the powerhouses. Um, that, um, you know what What you do is um, you normalize language. Yes. You, may, you know, you just don't make angels weird. But I would not want to do anything without that type of help. Mm-hmm. And so we just, uh, you know, we... we sh- bring it up in scripture but I also uh, don't make a big deal about it when I talk about we always we assign angels to maintain any place that we've actually taken ground in good Um, so last year every every Saturday we were on Santa Cruz Main Beach and we were doing outreach part of what I was doing uh, was intercession on the beach as well as outreach and at one of the uh, early Saturdays, God said, did you know that the spiritual gateway to the Santa Cruz is the main beach? And it's like, oh, no wonder we're here. <laughs> no, no wonder we're here. So as we um, continued to occupy, just by being there and being faithful week after week, yeah. um, throughout that, the summer, the Lord showed um, that, that the gate was open the gate was clean. The Lion of, of Judah, the, uh, the King of Glory, was coming in. Wow. At the end of the summer, uh, we stopped the initiative because there wasn't anybody on the beach anymore. Yeah. Because summer was over. The boardwalk was closed. Yeah. And uh, we assigned angels to the beach. And that just, it, you know, the whole group knew, yeah, someone's got to occupy this to, to keep it till the next time we were in the assignment for that main beach. So absolutely, we use the angels um, to do what they're assigned to do. They're they're busy, very busy in our county, very busy. (laughs) They're not watching. They're not disappointed. Um, I know one of my assignments is to open up third heaven portals. And even the first time I I got that assignment, I was a little, are you sure about this, Lord? What are you talking about? (laughs) And uh, but I just did it. I didn't have to understand because I'm. Uh, I know the Lord's voice, and I, I laughed, and I thought this is going to be a fun journey. And so we honor what the angelic do. I look for evidence. I talk about the angels because I know they, 
Um, they're going to manifest a little bit more. I notice, especially healing, we know in the healing rooms where there are all sorts of uh, streams, we talk about the, um, we have, I think it's 54 angels that the Lord assigned to us from the wow, beginning. Awesome. And so we say that to people as they come um, every session, you know, you know, their angels assigned. The Lord showed us they're here to heal. Um, and we are excited to, um, to give them their assignments today. Yeah. So I think it, I think most people know their angels. Yeah. And it, and that's, it's so beautiful. What you said about normalizing, you know, is that you could, you know, start talking about, you know, angels and, or, you know, the men in white linen, and you could talk about the great cloud of witnesses and you can talk about beings and, you know, you could talk about it in a way that would probably freak a lot of people out. Uh, I was on a, you know, discussion recently with someone, they were talking about how, you know, their angel appeared to them as an elephant, you know, and, and things like that, you know, people outside of this would probably just totally freak, you know. And so I, what I so love about what you guys are doing is you have normalized the experience and you've really been able to integrate your heavenly experiences uh, in a practical way to reach your community and reach your church and to be a bridge, you know, instead of that dividing point. So I just, I love it. It's so good. <laughs> so anything else on your heart, Ron? As you're saying that, I'm just thinking that, you know, this has been good for me to do this because I've lived here for 48 years and been in ministries, different ministries. But just to see how God, he takes you in a progression and the more you more you give up your own and, and start listening, like Chris is saying, do more listening and, and less doing until he tells you to do something, then do it fast, you know? But it, it, this has been encouraging me to say, we have come a long way. We mm. have really come a long way and, and it's mm. been very, <laughs> just to say, a lot of different people in different areas and, and I know when I got involved I go I, I ended up being an elder on one of these churches and I used to say I never want to be an elder mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but, but now I am one and and God's bringing this into that group as as we're leading from the heavenly mm -hmm. so it's, it's this has been encouraging to me just to see how far God's taken us that is so awesome yeah, sometimes we just get used to, you know, life and, you know, don't realize how much God is shifting. I know in our area in Sacramento, we've, you know, recently been having people who have been out of the area for a while and come back and they go, oh. we, we're feeling the shift. We're feeling the shift. And I froze. Oh, uh, so it's, it's just encouraging that um, God is on the move, you know, and I think that's part of the message we want to get out is good news, you know, um, especially how God can can work in unity with the churches. A lot of people have just said, you know, done with the church, we'll go off and do our own thing. But to go, hey, there's a body. Let's work together is is really, really awesome. I love that. As you say that, this brings this other story to the front. And this story went on that this kid was raised in the church. And, uh, you know, went, went to church the whole bit. He said he accepted the Lord, but he ended up in ISIS. Wow. I go, how did that happen? Hmm. How did that really happen? 
It says, here's all these guys in the ISIS that will die for what they believe. He says, I didn't see that in my church. It was wow. just about, you know, hey, what are you doing Friday night? And let's do this. <clears throat> so this goes back to the paradigm of the gospel. Mm -hmm. Is what do we do when we've seen the light of saying, we're going down the wrong path. That's part of the path, but not the whole path. And it's got it's it's a God thing. I mean, you can't logically convince anybody to do this or do that. But uh, I just really feel God is really calling us. How do we radicalize Christians to the point that they're ready to die for their faith? Not yeah. only die for it, but to live for it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I think part of you know the big part of that is shifting out of the do's and don'ts, the good, the bad, into you know scaring people about hell. You know, and, and this transition into it's about relationship. And that relationship is radical. You know, it's not just, oh, yeah, you know, I pray once a day or something. But it's it's really that encounter and that engagement. Um, you know, when people really get connected with Father, you know, they're not going to be the same. It it will bring those, those changes. You know, with my marketing background, I go, how do you sell... You want to believe Jesus so you don't go to hell versus you want to meet your creator who loves you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's so good. So good. I think another way, I mean, we're just keeping to normalize the, the whole um, heavenly realm conversation is um, regardless, I try to well, well, God's just a part of my life all the time. Yeah. So I don't want to be fake. And it, so if I'm in a situation, even a, a store or in relationship with people who don't know, um, who aren't experiencing going into the heavenlies, um, being able to normalize in my language, you know what I heard the Lord say today? Yes. And I'm always bringing up, you know what I heard the Lord say today? Or... Um, I'm, you know, I'm here because I know God, had, you know, God directed me here or uh, just how do I get Jesus into the conversation and not in a religious way, yeah. in a relational way. Mm -hmm. And the truth is, you know, my, uh, I, my journey in, into the heavenlies is um, in, in John 17, the very first verse one, it says, uh, here Jesus is in the garden and it says, and Jesus lifting up his eyes to heaven. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, my journey into the heavenlies is, and Chris lifting up her eyes to heavenly father, what are we doing right now? Or spirit, I need your help picking out my paint color because I can't even remember what shade I should get here. And, you know, you're, you're just always, yes. you're engaging the Father by, um, you know, I, I'm going through the blood of Jesus, but it is that lifting up my, my eyes to heaven mm -hmm. is as close to going into the heavens as yes. it, it's speed of light. Absolutely, absolutely. It's so good. And I, you know, we had an experience this week um, with our car breaking down, you know, and 
you think about the automotive people and how um, you know when they have to bring good bad news you know probably like doctors it's, it's never good you know not a delight to come and say you know you got cancer or you know that type of thing and and so it was kind of interesting talking about weaving it into the conversation is um, the morning that we brought the car in I you know I just heard the number 4,000 and it, it kept coming you know and that's a big a big number and not what I'm super excited about, but I have a great big God, you know? And so it was it was just that choice. And I was so glad that God prepared my heart because when that phone call came, you know, and it was pushing, you know, over $3,000 and, you know, the guy's kind of apologetic and, you know, and I was just able to go, yeah, I, you know, I, I said, I'm a Christian. I felt the Lord, you know, speak the word, you know, that amount to me today. <laughs> And, um, you know, I could feel something shift in him, you know, and was just able to say, you know, God will provide. And, you know, it just, it's um, when we can be that testimony of, you know, I, we don't need to freak out with whatever news comes our way because we have a great big God who, who meets our needs and takes care of us yeah. moment by moment. So. Or when you get the bill, you yeah. take the bill and say god you've got a problem here <laughs> i wonder <laughs> yeah. how you're gonna fill this one exactly so, i mean we really are managers and stewards yeah it's good i, I feel for the me mechanic i used to teach auto shop <laughs> and, and nobody wants to go to the mechanic yes you know, that's the last that's worse than the dentist you know <laughs> I feel for those guys because you know everyone thinks they're shady and they're you know they're crooked and all that and there are some of those but <laughs> most of them you know when you start talking relationships mm -hmm. my relationship with the Lord and, and opening up that gate we do feel that uh, that shift yes Amen. yeah so we just have a few more minutes anything else on your heart you I, you got some exciting things coming up this weekend oh yes Mm -hmm. We're doing four churches together called Catch the Wave. We're doing a, a pre-Pentecost Pentecost Eve worship and intercession time. And we did one last year. And it was a time of waiting. Like he said, go wait. And I will bring the Holy Spirit. So uh, Chris has been more involved in the planning of it. But I'm just excited again. Four churches coming together to pray, intercede, and uh, just obedient to what God brings, brings to us. Oh. And it sounds like what you've said, it's not uh, agenda driven. Um, you're really listening for Holy Spirit. And, and that's pretty incredible for four churches coming together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Usually, yeah. I want my 15 minutes and I want to promote my thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, when everybody is pointing at Jesus, you know, everybody's pointing at Jesus. And then there is a wonderful opportunity to model we're together in this thing yes um and we have uh we're good it's going to be open to all streams but we're not um we're not going to not include the the prophetic so we have some we have some flip charts that are um that anyone could write what they think they're hearing the lord say on good. Uh, and then we're going to evaluate those we're going to see if, if god has a pattern Mm -hmm. We have some vetted prophetic voices that are mature and really know how to uh, dynamically hear in the spirit what's going on. We're, we're looking for 
next steps for we we know that our region is going to be ripe for is ripe for revival. We know we're getting ready for something, but um, I mean the the challenge is only doing what the Father does, planning yes. but not over planning, yeah. not getting behind, staying in step, and not worrying about if it's a little bit of silence. Uh, that's mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. And so we're using it as a recon, as a, a chance to say, Lord, what is it? that you're wanting us to get ready for so that we're prepared with some timelines. But we also want to honor the Holy Spirit. It's um, it's almost a, um, a celebration. You know, sometimes the Holy Spirit's the, the red-headed stepchild that, yeah. um, or not the third person is, is Father, Son, Holy uh, Bible. Yeah. And so we are using it um, that we want to hear it today that which you're outpouring that you left heaven just like Jesus left heaven I mean to um, to be a part of to tabernacle with each of us Amen. and to be the the very arm of God in what um, what God wants to do that what the Father wants to do in all the earth and so we really want to just honor the Holy Spirit on Pentecost and make people aware, you know, that this is, this is what we're celebrating is an outpouring. Yeah. That is so beautiful. I, I just appreciate so much what you both, you know, bring and what you're sharing because it's, it's practical ways of being able to integrate within, you know, um, a secular community as well as a church community and how, how to, um, bring the the language of the heavenly realm into you know that normalization which is just so so very powerful uh any last minute testimonies or stories you'd like to share we're just so glad that we get to be in a relationship with you and gil and you've <laughs> just uh opened many doors here and you've been a god god blessing to our community and we're so glad to be part of your team thank you i appreciate that um, I'm glad, you know, the, the relationships that were started long ago and then, you know, um, through Ultimate Impact, uh, that connection, that's been a lot of fun to go into the heavenly realms with you guys. Um, mm -hmm. Even though we're separated geographically, is, you know, we can still connect and share and, and be mm -hmm. together. So it's been, been awesome. Yeah, and you have been so gracious in uh, fielding our questions. Mm -hmm. When we go, I don't understand this. Are you sure about that? Or how does this work? You know, you're just so real. Mm -hmm. You're so real. And uh, your love and your authenticity um, is the fruit that uh, we both grabbed onto. I know because I've talked to Ron, we've grabbed onto the, um, the fruit in your life of Thank love, you. of honor, of respect, and of uh, hearing God's voice and uh, knowing how to um, wait on the spirit. Mm -hmm. So thank you for modeling it well and not needing to know all the answers. Right. Yeah, definitely we don't have all the answers. <laughs> I'll give you a quick testimony. When you were down last time, you, you met one of the guys in, in my group mm -hmm. and he had all kinds of questions and he's very skeptical because he, he was a lawyer basically, mm -hmm. you know. 
and and afterwards he says, "I met him face to face, and I know the real." So, you know, it'll <laughs> just just you know, we'll just go with the flow. But it's a testimony to you're living what you're mm-hmm. teaching. Well, thank you. Really appreciate it. I love, 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 love being on this journey with you both. And I'm so honored, you know, how the Lord has connected us on this path. And so I just want to encourage people, um, you know, if you're interested in being more connected with us through the ultimate impact, um, you can go to uh, our website, kingdomequippingcenter.com, ultimateimpactmovement.com. Um, and then if you want to connect more in with Kingdom Talks, which is where we're really trying to connect uh, people as we're in this transition from, you know, the church age into the kingdom age and into the fullness that God has for us. It's not always easy to transition, uh, but when we do it together, when we do it in relationship, it is so, so very powerful. And so I'm going to ask both Chris and Ron to stay on for a few more minutes for our members. Um, but to our, our regular guests, we just honor you and bless you. And um, I'm so grateful. I've, it, it's been fun the last week or two to, to be on here. <laughs> I'm very grateful. Uh, Gil's, Gil's coming home <laughs> tonight. <laughs> and so um, I'll be very glad to have him in the seat a whole lot more. <laughs> and... Um, So anyway, we're just going to go ahead and play the outro, which will give you some places that you can connect in for more. And so we just bless you, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Kingdom Talks with Gil Hodges. You can find us on Facebook, iTunes, and YouTube, and on the Fringe Radio Network on Spreaker. Please subscribe and share with your friends. Find links to all media outlets, the Three Plum Lines Pledge, and become a member at KingdomTalksMedia.com. Thank you for your support, and thank you for keeping us in prayer. Until our next broadcast, God bless and Godspeed.